You're listening to the Christian Single Moms Podcast. This is the Christian Single Moms Podcast, and I am your host, Michelle Donnelly. Here on the podcast, we're about discovering you on the journey through. I believe that you can become the woman that God has planned all along for you to be, and that it can happen through brokenness and through heartbreak, that you can discover all of the gifts and the talents and your purpose through the season that you're walking through right at this moment. I'm here to journey with you and to help you discover a life that is maybe life as you've never known it, that it's fulfilling and free and full of purpose. In this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about taking care of yourself as it comes to your physical health. This week, we are heading into Thanksgiving, and I know that a lot of us are already thinking about the holidays and New Year's resolutions. And so with that, my guest today is Dee Bolton from Faith Fueled Mom, and she is a spiritually based fitness coach. And I love her perspective to fitness. I have had struggles with my own weight as well, and she puts everything into such a great perspective that just makes me feel like doing these things is taking care of myself so that I can live out the purpose that God has for me in the best way possible. You know, to be honest with you, I have been all over the place when it comes to my weight. In college and in early years of being married, I was overweight and I didn't have very good healthy eating habits. And to be honest, I realized over time that I was actually using food to make me feel better. And then as I went through my marriage and my life seemed to be spiraling out of control, I became desperately underweight. I was working out way too much. I was obsessed with calories and food. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it was my way of trying to have some control over a life that just seemed absolutely chaotic. And now that I'm on my own, I'm really focusing on what it means to take care of myself and to just enjoy this body that God has given me and do my best to steward it well. I'm a better mom. I'm a better woman. I'm a better friend when I have taken good care of my body and exercise and eating all goes into that. And it's something that we don't need to shame ourselves about. There is a lot of body issues and body identity issues and shame that come around these things. And I love that Dee's focus is completely about taking care of the temple that God's given you and having fun with your kids while you do it and enjoying putting it into a routine that it's something that is a way to enjoy the life that God has given you, not to beat yourself up or to make life harder than it has to be by overdoing it or overthinking it. Before I go into the conversation with Dee, I wanted to make sure that you were aware of the new course I've launched, From Lonely to Alive, A Single Mom's Guide to Life and Love. I am a firm believer that taking care of yourself is taking care of your kids. And now when it comes to our emotional health and those feelings of loneliness that we're dealing with, especially as it comes to the holidays being upon us, that we've got to take some time out to take care of some of the things that we're struggling with so that we can walk into not only the future as God would have it for us, but just our everyday life. So in this course, I teach seven exercises to just help you with reorienting your mindset as it comes to some of the causes of loneliness. But the first place to start is actually with taking a free quiz to understand more what your root causes of loneliness are. 
loneliness is different for everybody. And so the quiz helps you to understand more specifically how it appears in your own life. So if you go to agapemoms.com forward slash quiz, you have the ability to start that quiz and then learn a little bit more about your loneliness type to see if that course would be something that would be helpful for you. So as we enter into the topic of physical wellness today, I do want to give you some background on Dee. Dee is a wife and a mother of three. She's a personal trainer and a wellness educator, and she's been sharing her faith and wellness journey through a blog called Faith Fueled Mom for the last six years. It's an award-winning blog, and in it she shares faith, wellness, and lifestyle education to help people on their wellness journey. Basically, her whole emphasis is helping people to understand what it is to glorify God through honoring their temple, and she offers her community fitness and nutrition education to encourage them to live a healthier lifestyle. I think you're going to have quite a few takeaways from this conversation, things that you could implement today that are simple and easy and may help you with keeping a healthy mindset as you move into the holidays. Here is my conversation with Dee Bolton. Dee, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. As you know, a transformation in our lives is so many parts. It's our mind, our body, our spirit. And I love that you have an emphasis on pulling all of those pieces together. And you have done this yourself. And so I want to know if you'd start us out by just talking a little bit about your particular weight loss journey and how you've gotten to the point now where you're encouraging women today. Well, I just want to thank you for having me on today. Um, I definitely am trying to be a light and glorify God and just share with women how honoring their temple um, can be a lifestyle and it is a journey. So I am so grateful to be able to just share what my, what I feel I know. <laughs> um, so my weight loss journey actually started um, over six years ago now. And I was honestly sick and tired of being sick and tired. I had gotten to a point where um, my youngest daughter was like a little over a year and I was still not where I wanted to be physically. Um, I wasn't even close. I was like way over much more weight than I had ever expected. Mm. So um, I started on a fitness journey and I honestly tell everybody and just to be transparent, I just wanted to get skinny. I just wanted to do it in 30 days. So yeah, I yeah. started a 30-day program. And I, through this program, I fasted. I was on very little calories a day. And I literally was praying every moment of every day. Mm-hmm. And in, in those 30 days, I was not skinny. But I had a really intimate relationship with Christ. Wow. And so that really changed my conviction from getting skinny to honoring my temple. And that's when things just completely changed on how I did and who I am today and how I live my lifestyle. Um, But it definitely started off as like, I just want to get skinny and I want to do it quick. Um, Even though it took me a long time to gain that weight, I still wanted to get it off in 30 days. Right, right. (laughs) It's like, I have it in my head now. It's time to change. So it should just like pop, like happen right now. Right. And I've seen somebody else do it and she did it in 30 days. I wasn't really counting, but it looked like 30 days in my head. So yeah, I should be totally able to do it. That's so true, right? It's like, oh, I feel like it's, it's definitely been like, we feel like it's shorter than it, than it really is. And I, I love though that you frame it as honoring your temple because you're right. A lot of times we do start out with this goal of what we want to look like, but 
it's really having a connection to the gift of our physical body that God gave us and that it is to be used for his glory. And I know yep. that that's the way that you approach just health in general is that you do have this deep spiritual connection to that. And you're actually getting a certification in bringing the spiritual component into fitness. And I love yeah, that you're- I'm going to be a fitness teacher, gospel preacher pretty soon, <laughs> which I think is awesome that they call themselves that. <laughs> well, and I love the, the little photo you had that says like Bible and biceps. I was like, that is so good like to put those two things together. <laughs> but I want to know for- for us to understand though, that, that spiritual element to health, can you give us some foundation for that and how we can look at our health in more of a, a holy way? Um, exercising and eating healthy doesn't compare to inward beauty. Like you can look great on the outside, but we, like I just tell my daughters, like, you know, inward beauty counts much more. How you are on an everyday basis, who, how you treat humans, um, is so much more substantial. And that's actually where your legacy lies and your beauty will fade. Like we're all, we all have an expiration date on beauty and we can hold on to it for as long as possible. But the inward beauty actually is going to be much more long lasting and sustaining. And that's what people remember. Um, people don't remember me being bigger, but they remember who I was and my character. So I think um, when you focus on honoring your temple from that aspect, it involves what you consume, like the people that you're around, um, as well as what you fit, eat and how you move your body. And to be physically fit, you have more energy. Um, you're able to increase your focus. You have more discipline. You have, if you're relying on God through the process, you have more strength in him and reliance on him. And it's actually said in the Bible, it's considered as an act of true and proper worship to honor your temple. So if you take all those things and you really work from the inside out, You'll be rewarded with a reflection that you really desire, but you don't really care how long, if it happened in 30 days or if it happened in 90 days or two years, because it's really a journey that you've been going on that is healing. And a lot of people try to fill themselves with food when you really should just be turning to God. I know you can get what you crave internally. And that's going to pretty much satiate you from overeating or overindulging or overexercising. Um, those are all things that we use to fill things that really God can only fill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're looking for that quick fix so often, whether it is, I'm just going to work out like mad crazy, or I'm going to eat these things and it will make me feel better. And it's, it is not a quick fix. And that, that uh, I, I feel like there's a control that we're trying to establish by That's something true. external rather than having maybe more spiritual disciplines that will get us through those emotional struggles or, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to cope with basically. And coping is something that is a normal part of our life, but if we don't do it spiritually and we look at these other things to fill us up, then we end up not only out of balance, but then just kind of on this like runaway train of unhealth from the perspective that we're just not even dealing with the things that need dealing with. Um, no, I was, exactly. I feel like um, current situations, a lot of people's bubbles have been popped, meaning like the life that they've curated, the illustrated narrative that they have created is not like, it's not happening. We can't control a lot of our outside um, circumstances. So a lot of people are using other ways to control things that you will never have control of, but having a relationship with Christ 
in particular, I feel like you have an ability to kind of put those burdens aside because you have faith that God will take you where you need to be. So it just, um, for us to control everything, I, just, I always think of self-help, like I would never want to be in the middle of the ocean with my, and try to have to save myself. Like I need somebody there to help me. So I feel like us trying to control any aspect of our lives, we're trying to do it ourselves. And it's just so much easier when we have help. Well, and I like that your point is that it is, it is important for us to take care of our body though, and to be healthy and to have moderate eating habits and exercise and those types of things, because we do have a purpose. We have things that we're called to carry out in this life and our physical body is the thing that carries us there. And by taking care of what we have, that we're able to be better moms, better women, better friends, better everything, because we're not taxed out and exhausted or, you know, malnourished to the point that we just have no energy and that kind of thing. Um, how do you see that, you know, that tie between being emotionally healthy and physically healthy, healthy specifically affects our ability to, to parent well. It is hard to parent those little ones and big ones. When I had two littles, my girls are 16, 12, and six now. So I think I, my oldest was like four and my youngest was an infant, like eight months maybe. And we were on the plane. I was flying solo with them. And the, you know, guy, I've heard it before when the mask comes down and they say, put it on yourself and then put, so you can put it on Mm -hmm. the next person. But it never really occurred to me the importance of that until I had two little ones in my care on an airplane. And I was like, if I'm passed out, I can't help them. Mm -hmm. And in every aspect of life now, I carry that because if I'm tapped out, I can't help them. I don't have the patience with them. I can't show them love and grace, which they completely deserve especially if I'm the one who is lacking energy and lacking what I need to be able to take care of them. So I think about that as a mother, like I have to take care of myself in order to take care of them the way that they should be taken care of. And then also by me doing that, they learn to take care of themselves as well and put themselves first. So it's like I'm taking the burden off myself a little bit because I'm teaching them skills that they need to know so that I don't have to take as much care for them. And now that they're 16 and 12 and they choose better options and food and they grew up like we were junk food junkies before this journey. Um, We were convenience people. Like I ate from the center of the grocery store versus the outside of the Mm -hmm. grocery store. So it was heat and eat quick and fast, open up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like they've learned just like I've learned, it's been a journey for my entire family that, you know, the things that they eat make them feel better. So they choose an apple over, you know, a granola bar. So like, that's just from them watching me take care of myself. So as a mom, we are, whether we want to or not, they're watching us. They're going to take up the bad and the good. So we have to be an example. So that's one. So I feel like some women won't do it for themselves, but they will do it for their children. So if you Mm -hmm. think about it like that, those moms out there, um, you're doing it for your kids. And then for the moms who are like, yeah, I get you, Dee. Like, yeah, I totally can't have any patience with my child when I've had a long day at work. I'm starving. I'm tired. My feet hurt. um, And I just don't have the energy. So I think from both aspects, if you take care of yourself first, you'll be able to be much stronger for your family. I think I love that you take that modeling, role modeling aspect 
so to heart and I see it all over your social media. You know, I love that you have your daughters are in the pictures, you know, and they are doing these things alongside of you and it becomes a family journey. And rather than it become another thing that's do this, don't do this, that's filled with all kinds of shame and just performance-based mentality that there is this journey aspect of it. And it is that we're learning how to steward what God has given us and we're actually enjoying doing it together. And I like that it doesn't always have to look like, you know, throwing weights around in a gym. And sometimes it, it does look like that, but then sometimes it is just, we got outside and we were doing something together and we're, we're creating memories in that period of time. And I think sometimes we get like, in our minds so stressed out about like having a like quote unquote routine that we don't even realize that just creating a habit of being active with our kids can just create such like a snowball effect where it's like you just do one little thing and now your kids are asking you to come outside but you now have the energy because you're used to just getting up and getting moving I know that that's one thing though, when it comes to common mistakes that keep us from, from moving forward or from getting started, you know, or from being able to have lasting lifestyle changes, that's one thing is kind of getting stuck in our head that we just, it's too hard to even start. What are some other things that you see that are common mistakes that keep people from being able to establish a a lifestyle of health? I feel like a lot of women do what they think is right. So they think they're supposed to go to the gym, but they hate every second of it. Yeah. Or they post, they think they're supposed to run, but they're not runners or supposed to bike. There's so many supposed to do's. Mm. Um, I feel like you have, in order for you to break a bad habit, you have to replace it with something that you love. So trying to replace habits of sedentary and enjoying your favorite show that you absolutely love with going to the gym and sweating and panting and like being completely out of place and uncomfortable might not be the best way to change that habit. Mm. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's like too big of a jump, right? <laughs> exactly. You got to kind of, yeah. So I always tell women just like um, move more. You have to move more than you eat less, period than you eat. That's just how you lose weight. Whether you do it through a certain diet, whether it's keto, whole food, paleo, however you eat less, that's how you eat less and move more. However you move more, if you bike, if you run, if you swim, if you dance, um, those are so, there's so many different ways to exercise. Don't limit yourself to going to the gym or doing a program or doing something that's 500 burpees and your knees just can't do it anymore. Just find something that you love. So I always tell women, like, what did you like to do when you were a kid? Did you like to roller skate? Were you a softball player? Were you a soccer player? Like, those are things that you found joy and you can do it as an adult. I give every woman a permission to go get a soccer ball if they used to play soccer and go to the field and start doing drills. Like you can totally do that. And if you're moving more and eating than you're eating, you will lose weight. You'll, you'll just feel better because you're moving more. You'll have more energy and it'll be a much easier way to transition um, than doing something that you don't like. Now, me personally, I found a love for lifting weights. So that is what I do. Like I enjoy it, but um, that's not every woman's journey and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found it's also giving yourself the permission to change it up because for me from time to time, it would, it was like, no, I have to go to the gym. I have to lift weights. Like, you know, this is the way that I do it. And I found myself starting to hate it and it was giving myself the permission to break from routine and say, you know what, let's maybe, let's just get good at 
going out for runs or let's go for like go for mm-hmm. a walk something that just feels like on pace with the season because sometimes your your home life or what's going on with your kids at school is going to be so much more demanding that your regular fitness routine doesn't fit that particular season it doesn't mean though that we have to like throw it out the window altogether but right. that there may need to be some um shift in that and the other thing that I found is like, if like my mind was not engaged correctly, then I, I like, that would be the thing that'd be like, oh, I don't want to go do it. And it, sometimes it was even like, okay, is the temptation for you to sit in front of the TV at home? Cause guess what? They have TVs on the ellipticals at the gym. <laughs> so if what you want to do is watch TV and just be mindless, like just shut your brain off, you can actually still do that. <laughs> so it's like finding these different ways to like, just work with where your, your brain is at. And I think sometimes it's knowing when to tell yourself like, no, we're, we're going to do this instead. And then other times it's knowing, well, is there a way I can actually work with my, my, my hesitation? What are some ways that we can work through like some of those mental blocks, especially when there are those seasons where, you know, there may be just chaos that's happening in the home or, you know, you've got a, a child who's not doing great at school or, or an issue with ex-husband, you know, whatever it might be. What are some ways that we can encourage ourselves practically in that moment to actually get up and move? Prayer. Prayer works. It I really is that. very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's not only like just to pray for you to move, pray while you're moving, pray before your movement, prayer during your movement. I just remember at the beginning of my journey, like sometimes like just being so cathartic, like literally at tears, just like me and God just working it out and just praying through it. Cause I, I will tell everyone, I hate, I hated exercising when I started. Mm. Um, I came from a childhood where my parents used it as discipline. Mm. So instead of us getting like corporal punishment or like grounded, my dad would like have us sit in a plank for as long as we can. Or we had a quarter mile driveway and you would have us run for five miles or sit on a wall. So for all of my siblings, actually, um, most of them are obese. Three of us out of the six of us have decided to change our life for a healthier lifestyle. My one brother had type 2 diabetes and was in the hospital before he realized that he needed to make change and be more active. Mm-hmm. So we all, as a children, raised like that. We just associated exercise with punishment. Mm-hmm. So I had to get over that. So I was yeah. like, when I'm saying I'm praying to God, I'm like praying, like really working out, healing during my workouts. And so I just find so much power in it. So I encourage the women that I do train. Um, we have power, power verses. So scriptures that we meditate on, um, while we're holding the plank, while we're holding the wall, sit changes your mindset from when I was a kid sitting on the wall to, Mm. you know, glorifying God, it's a whole mind um, shift. And that's what you have to do. And then I also think you need to schedule time for yourself and not sacrifice that for anything just like you would for your kids. If they had an appointment, you need to give yourself 20 minutes a day. And if you enjoy that show for 20 minutes, like Michelle said, you can get on the elliptical for 20 minutes and watch it and still enjoy um, that time that you have for yourself, but don't miss it. Like it's your time every day and you can't sacrifice that for anything. I think that is incredible though, that, I mean, you specifically with your life, what you've been through that to have such a negative connotation with exercise that you are now using it to, to your healing through that. That is so powerful. What are some of those scriptures that you meditate on as you're doing that? 
Well, God is faithful, I have to say, for sure. I've come so far, mm-hmm. so far, so quick, and it's only through his grace and his glory. First Corinthians 10.31 pops up in my head first. Um, Philippians 4.13, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's like a go-to, like <laughs> go for good. it. Or just just say it over and over again and you feel like a beast mom. <laughs> um, and my power verses actually I have and I'm not really great at scripture memorization, yep. Yep. but I have them as cards for you to have oh, them right in front of you too. Um, so that cool. you can just see them and you don't have to be a Bible scholar as well. But yeah. That's right, because so many of us are like, okay, so you want me to exercise more and now I have to memorize scripture in order to do it well. <laughs> Exactly. No, that's exactly. so good though. They're just laminated. Are they laminated? Are they just like they actually you put them on your phone. It's a screensaver. Yeah, you can just download and put it on your phone, oh, and you can that. just swipe that picture and just look at it. Um, and even if you don't have my power verses, you can Google any scripture mm-hmm. and have it right there on your phone, sitting in there while the timer is going, and just just say it over and over again. And I promise you, I've had so many testimonies from women through my program of the power of scripture. Um, that you just feel so powerful. It's, it's something that you have to just give it a try for 30 seconds and tell me if it doesn't work. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to hear. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's two things women, especially single moms struggle with is feeling like I don't have enough time for myself. I don't have enough time for my fitness. I don't have enough time for my prayer life. And it's, you have found a way to Pull it all, all in one. I love that. All that's in one. So we are great. the convenient. We are the convenient generation, and that's what we do. Um, I watch my children multitask so much better than myself. So yeah, we have to kind of do those things in this life that we live. I'd like to take a quick pause from this conversation to tell you about our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is Christian counseling that's available through an app, and in that app, you're able to schedule conversations and chat and video appointments with your counselor so that you can talk about some of the things that might be a struggle for you. For me, a lot of times my unhealthy eating habits and exercising habits came from not dealing with emotional things that I needed to process. And having a counselor through Faithful Counseling has made a huge difference for me. If you'd like to try Faithful Counseling, you can actually get 10% off of your first month by going to getfaithful.com forward slash single mom. Can you talk a little bit about how we can form more of a healthy relationship towards food if we've never really had one in the past? That's a very good question. And there's so much to that because food is something that we need to sustain our bodies. Like that's where it is. So it's so easy to abuse. um, And it's so easy to find dysfunctional comfort in it. Um, almost as if, like I said earlier, like you're trying to fill yourself up physically from something that you're lacking internally. So I definitely first would have to say, um, I believe in professionals um, who were blessed and gifted to be able to handle emotional wellness. And so definitely if you are working with someone with like that or not just to encourage women like to let it be okay that to talk to other people who have an outside perspective, it might be able to kind of find triggers for you so that you can find when you are standing at the refrigerator um, ways to cope with that. But I always tell people um, that the things that you say to yourself, you completely believe in. And there is a difference between knowing truth and believing in lies. So you may know truth and you may know that, um, you know, food is to sustain you, but you believe the lies that you can use it to fill you up. 
And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. where you really need to do that soul searching. Um, and I've had women, like some of my clients standing at the, um, I'll tell them if you're standing in the fridge, like, why am I here? Is it coming from my head? Mm-hmm. Is it coming from my heart? Mm-hmm. Or is it coming from my stomach? Now, if it's coming from your stomach, eat. If it's coming from your heart, let's address that. And if it's a habit that you formed at 7.30 or 8.30 or with your favorite show, you get your snack, then you need to come back to that too. And that's when you're changing habits to find something that's better, that you enjoy more, maybe going to bed earlier, maybe recording that show, watching it on the elliptical the next day. If it's just like when you are in social settings and you nervously eat because that's a way to not have to talk to everybody, maybe you should nervously drink water and have a glass of water with you and you're sipping instead of nibbling on those awkward moments when you don't know what to do and you're just, and we're not having a lot of social outdoor gatherings, but I find a lot of women find that as comfort when they're out and they don't even realize it. And then they leave and they're like, I, I went and I ate beforehand so I wouldn't nibble all night. And all mm-hmm. I did was nibble all night because you, mm-hmm. you're in those awkward moments and you don't always say, I'll just take a little cracker and nibble on it. And you know, yeah. this and that and next thing you know, you're super full leaving and what your best intentions were, where you had a second dinner. There's those things. Again, prayer helps. I have a couple of prayers, like just Lord help me to make decisions to honor my temple. I'm coming at it from an aspect of, are you eating to honor your temple? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you eating to honor your temple? Mm-hmm. Is this, is this going to serve me? Well, those are questions that you can totally start talking to yourself and asking yourself and replacing those lies with truth. Those are two things like, so the first one, as far as, you know, kind of that nervous nibbling or for me, it's like bored eating or social eating or whatever I've learned. I have mm-hmm. gum with me all the time. And so mm-hmm. to, it's kind of like to fidget, to feel better, you know? And so, but also mm-hmm. that minty taste in your mouth keeps you from wanting to put something else in your mouth. Cause you know, it just, not, <laughs> they're not going to go together. <laughs> so that's one thing that has definitely helped me. And I love what you said about questioning yourself. And it's not just standing in front of the fridge. It's like, if I'm at the grocery store and I'm like, Ooh, that looks really good. It's being able to yeah. say, but that would not be honoring my body. That would not be the best way to care for myself. What else could feel like a treat? And for me, oddly enough, it's been like blueberries. Like there's just certain things, (laughs) certain um, foods, especially in season that feel more like a treat than they maybe you would think that they would. But if you just start pushing your mind out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And you crave what you eat. So you've probably changed your habits to the point where blueberries are a treat for you because that's something that you eat. Um, and it takes a while. And again, that's changing those things that you like for something you enjoy better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, you probably enjoy the after effects of blueberries than you did a piece of cake. Yes, exactly. Um, and so after a while, you kept choosing blueberries instead of cake. Um, but you have to start making those intentionals. And I love what you said earlier about being mindless when you're, you're eating. I feel like we've been walking around mindless in so many things because we have to be mindful if, especially if you're a single mom, you have to be mindful of your household, you have to be mindful of your children, you have mm-hmm. to be mindful of whatever your role is at work. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you have to be mindful. You just want to be mindless sometimes. That's right. But unfortunately, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't when it comes to your body because then you come to a point where you've been mindless for so long that your body's not operating as it should. And now you have to be mindful of the health treatments and the doctor's appointments and all those things because you've been being mindless on this one aspect in your life that honestly can help all the other aspects of your life just align better. 
I love that you said that though. Sometimes you do just want to be mindless and that, that is the truth. I think that's just it. That, and that feels like we're getting away with something. It feels like, oh, but I'm treating myself. This feels like self-care and right. it's not, it's not self-care. <laughs> it's, 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 it's immediate gratification, but on mm-hmm. the long terms of things for your future self, that's another thing you have to think about your future self. We're not spring chickens <laughs> like yeah, every day. Yeah. So you have to think about how you want to be the older mom, the grandmom, those yeah. type of things. And a lot of my clients are actually between the age of 45 and like early 60s. So they're at that stage of like where they value their health because they have future, they're investing in their future at this point. Um, they're not necessarily caring about what's happening today. And I always tell people, if I would have stopped doing those burpees or those wall sits six years ago, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I was investing in my future. <laughs> what are some of those easy, maybe swaps or habits or things like that as we are, you know, if I, if I don't want to put a lot of effort into having to switch a, a routine right away, what are some ways that we could ease into changing our eating habits to make it just a little more automatic? Yep. I have three simple things to keep in mind. Eat more whole foods. Eat on the outside of the grocery store. I'm sure you've heard that somewhere. Some mm-hmm. that's like very common information. Things on the outside of the, on the grocery store are less processed. They're usually whole foods. It's the produce, and it's the pro- protein, which is my second thing. Protein and produce. When you're out at a restaurant, protein and produce. When you're at home, protein and produce. Mm-hmm. Produce contains vegetables, fruits. Like start, those are all like you need to be, live a healthy diet. You get your carbs, believe it or not. You get your vegetables. You get your vitamins, all those mm-hmm. things. And then protein, whether it's plant-based or animal-based, you need for your body to fuel. It's just how your body operates at its best. So if you're thinking like, well, what do I eat today? Protein and produce. Get mm-hmm. some for me that might be. Um, salmon and broccoli, mm-hmm. or for you, that might be, you know, chickpeas and broccoli, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like, mm-hmm. just think of it that way. Yeah. I love um, that. And then be, learn what a proper portion is. That is another information I feel like you can find very easily mm-hmm. in for at least two weeks, just measure. And I know that sounds like it's going to be out of ordinary, but as women, like you can eyeball lots of things, but you have to see it repetitively over and over again. Mm. So if you do that for about two weeks and just, you're like, okay, you don't need to measure anymore. You know how much a proper serving is and you know if you're eating more. And then I always tell women, so four things, it takes 20 minutes for your brain to tell your stomach to tell your brain that it's full. So typically what we do is because we have little time, we scarf down food really quickly, and then we might scarf down a second meal really quickly. And then 20 minutes later, our stomachs are distended. We're popping that top button. Well, now we have leggings. So, you know, we're just pulling them up a little higher and um, and you feel completely full because you overate. So in that 20 minutes, I say eat um, a proper portion, wait 20 minutes, drink water in between and Mm -hmm. ask yourself, am I still hungry or am I full? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're still hungry, eat, but if you're full, then move on, find something else to do. That's where the gum helps me again. I'm telling you, I'm going to like, I should have stock in gum because it's one of those things where again, like, I just want to feel like I'm chewing on something while mm-hmm. my stomach and my brain are catching up together. And so, or I'll have that feeling like I need something sweet after I eat. And it is just the thing that feels like a little bit of a treat. And <laughs> but enough to just 
get me doing something else that now I'm not thinking about eating that, you know, second portion or whatever. I don't even know where when I, I prep and bodybuilding. I actually chew, I chew gum the last few weeks a lot. I find just for me, it's a busy mental space and mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like just that, the chewing. Yeah. It's just that few minutes of sitting down eating actually feel peaceful. And so chewing gum simulates that and simulates, Mm -hmm. it just gives my brain something else to focus on so that I calm down. But instead of ingesting calories in the meantime, it's just, it's just the gum. gum. (laughs) I love it. So as we move into like the holidays where, you know, that's coming up upon us, how do we get, how do we get to enjoy the holidays? but also make sure Enjoy that we're honoring them. our temple. Yeah. Enjoy the holidays. Food is not, it's meant to nourish. It's not meant to overindulge. Have one Thanksgiving meal. Um, have a piece of pie. Don't have four pieces of pie. Mm-hmm. Just have, enjoy the food. And if you don't binge and you enjoy your family and friends, it's just so much less press pressure. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the holidays. Um, and don't put that pressure because stress actually releases cortisol, which actually mm-hmm. maintains weight. So you're sitting there stressing about that pie that's sitting over across the room, not even paying attention to somebody that you haven't seen in a while or Mm -hmm. the type of thing. Yeah. So I know it's more easy for me to say these things than like for them to actually be applied. But I feel like if you look at it from an aspect of like, I'm just going to have a meal. I'm not going to worry about calories. I'm not going to worry about where it's going to sit afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just enjoy the moment you'll have an enjoyable holiday and you won't find yourself gaining more weight over the holidays. You'll just be able to enjoy the people that you're around. 80-20 rule, 80% of the time you do your best to be mindful and 20% of the time you enjoy your families and friends. Well, and I found too, sometimes it's the socializing in between with the various parties. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. there's, you know, there may be you know, cocktails or certain drinks, and that can be another kind of sneaky way. And something that I think, number one, I had to, I got comfortable with the fact that I don't need, sometimes we rely on alcohol to make us feel comfortable in those, you know, social situations. And first I realized like, if you have to do that, you might not be, this might not be the healthiest environment for you, period. True. But then on top of it, it was like, then if you're not sure that they're going to have an option for you at the party or what you want or something like that, that's within like your lifestyle, then bring something, you know, and, and, you know, share something that you love. And for me, like I I love, I found these like water, like the flavored waters that you like, you squirt. Mm -hmm, The meal. Yeah. So Mio though, I found some that are stevia. And so I found this one that's like a, a pineapple coconut one and it's like really tropical. And again, it's one of those things, there's no sugar, it's no calories. It's, it's totally fine, but it makes just even like, like, um, seltzer water even just tastes like that much more festive, I think, you know? And so it's those ways to find some, and that fits in my purse, you know? So it's like these ways to find (laughs) ways to still enjoy yourself and do something that feels different or festive or whatever without having to like way overdo it or like, yeah, have one of something, like you said, instead of three or four of them. And you're right. And it's been so long. So I was a a big wine drinker when I first started this Mm -hmm. journey. So I do remember being like at social setting and a blogger and at blogging events, they have usually have an open bar Mm -hmm. and you're super nervous at these events because Mm -hmm. you're meeting new people, mostly new people, new brands, those type of things. So um, I did have a little spritzer. I would tell them to put pineapple juice, 
um, seltzer and make, I would say, garnish it really fancy, like, mm-hmm. you know, really cute. And yeah. they would be like, oh, what are you drinking? I'm like, yeah. I don't know, the vibe made it. You know? <laughs> I and love so that. I would, feel, I would feel like I wasn't out of the loop. Um, and that's yeah. something I did. Oh, I and I still that. do that once in a while. But yeah, definitely mm-hmm. if that's something that you are, you know, that's bondage for you yeah. is um, drinking, then that's something that you can fake it, you know, yeah. while you're out in those circumstances. And you're right, the the in-between times, because we do meet more during the holidays is kind of where we do catch up. And something you were saying, bring something mm-hmm. that, you know, or also you can eat beforehand as mm-hmm. well. But usually they always have like a fruit or a veggie platter at yeah. most events. Yeah. So hopefully you're able to get that. But um, I, you had great tips. <laughs> Those are great. So th- you've given us so much great perspective though, great tips, really practical things that I feel like I can walk straight away from this conversation and amp up even the routine I already have going. But as we part here, D, is there one, if you had one thing to tell a single mom, if there's anything you'd want a single mom to know, what is the, the one takeaway that you'd like to her to have? I'd say for a single mom, for, for sure, you are the most beautiful thing that God has ever created. Like he has gone leaps and bounds to connect with you. So I'd say seek and meet him daily. Cause I feel like, um, especially if you don't have a companion or someone there, we all crave love and you can find it there. And I feel like when you're operating out of love, you just make better decisions for yourself and for the people that you're around. I feel like it's really preachy, but I just feel like there is so much restoral in Christ. And that is what this journey did for me. It literally changed my life from being depressed and despaired and just like, you know, watching everybody else's life and everybody else do what I wanted to do to being empowered and strengthened and just really encouraged daily because I have my bad days too. And that's when I know that I haven't seeked or meet, met him that day. Mm-hmm. And I've just found so much peace. And if I could share that with others or just encourage one mom to do that, um, yeah. that's what I'm doing. That's what I yeah. strive to do daily. So that's awesome. And I love that you are now doing that where you're encouraging other women. You have walked it. This is not that you're giving, you know, preachy kind of advice or anything and haven't gone through this, you have walked through this. You're continuing to go through it as a a daily discipline. And so I'd like to know if you would just tell us more about Faith Fueled Mom and how we can just keep up with you. Yeah. um, So Faith Fueled Mom, I am Faith Fueled Mom everywhere. And um, I'm the only one you can find. I blog at faithfueledmoms.com. My website is faithfueledmom.com. And on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I'm also Faith Field Mom. And I also co-host a podcast called Fit Black Queens, which airs every Saturday and we're everywhere on Apple, Spotify, and all those places as well. Self-care is something that we are going to be focusing on quite a bit, actually, as we move into the holiday season and taking good care of our temple, whether it's through the way that we eat or exercise or sleep, all of those things are needed to take good care of ourselves so we can take care of the people around us. And I just hope you feel today that that is something that is right for you to do. It's right for you to carve those things out for yourself and that you feel good about enjoying the body and the life that God's given you and the things that he wants to do in your life through it. Your kids are important and so are you. 
And I just felt that Dee gave so many suggestions to kind of actually incorporate those two things together so that you'll feel more confident as a mom and as a woman. I want to thank you for joining me today. I do want you in the meantime to stay in touch with us. And there's three ways that I want to encourage you to do that. The first is through our private Facebook group, Beloved Collective. Beloved Collective is a group of like-minded women just like yourself who are journeying through this season, this single season of life together. And you can find us on Facebook. If you search at Agape Moms, click on the groups tab, you can submit a request to join the group. Additionally, the second thing, we're available on social media, Facebook and Instagram, at Agape Moms, and you can follow along there and just receive some encouragement in your daily scroll. And then the third thing actually is helping other women to engage in our community. And the way that you're able to do that is by submitting a review or a rating for the podcast, wherever it is that you're streaming it. Other women find the encouragement that they need by reading those reviews, and it gives them the chance to see that there is a community of women who are going through the same things and that we're having these difficult conversations, but that we're tackling these things to come out on the other side. No matter where you are today and this week as you're moving into Thanksgiving, I just want you to know that you are seen and you are beloved, that God cares for you so deeply. You're in my prayers and I just look forward to having you with me next time.